Business Priority, Pervasive Security, Episode 56. Welcome back, my friends, nerds, geeks, and Ziglets out there. We have another episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast, where Zigabytes are faster than gigabytes. As always, we strive to provide real-world context around technology. I am your host, Zig Ziga. Welcome back, my friends. Here we are today. We are starting a business priority themed content window, whatever you want to call it. And uh, we're going to highlight some business priorities to give you some context of how to leverage them, give you some examples so you can be successful when you talk to your business leaders and you can make those technical design decisions effectively and efficiently. The business priorities for an organization are the foundation of this entire process. And what we're going to talk about is creating an associated business plan that we can leverage to properly make technical decisions that align to those business priorities and thus to the business success. Everything further into this business process, this business plan process rolls up under these priorities. I have a suggestion as always to limit the number of business priorities between three to five. Doing this limitation of three to five allows for proper organizational alignment and limits any potential overlap between the different priorities. When you start to have more than five priorities, it starts to get a little confusing and some of the different drivers, outcomes, capabilities, and solutions could fall into multiple priorities. Business priorities have to mean something to the senior leadership team of the company organization you are in support of. So make sure that these resonate with them. If it does not resonate with the senior leadership or the senior stakeholders that you are working with, feel free to wordsmith it with them. You want to ensure when you're done that it fully resonates with the senior leadership team or the stakeholders you're working with. It's always better to leverage the customer's language over your own. So the description of each priority should make clear sense to each stakeholder. Remember, it has to resonate with them. They have to really feel something about that priority. It has to mean something. So today's business priority example is pervasive security. Pervasive security could mean a number of different things. Sometimes I see pervasive security replaced with cyber defense modernization. I see it with zero trust architecture, which is becoming a new marketing term buzzword out there in the industry. I see it as risk management framework. I see it as compliance, regulatory compliance. And then finally, I see it as a business assurance. So these are all the buckets, if you will, for security that I have dealt with over the last few years when we talk about priorities from a business perspective that have a security theme. So when you have these security priorities, you also want to associate a, a description to the priority. And the description here is going to be all about safety, security, and constant online uptime. It's going to be about protecting your, your things as a business and allowing yourself to continue to make money without having outages, downtime, etc., vulnerabilities. So a good description off the cuff is committed to safeguarding uh, the business, the customers, the users, the infrastructure by protecting all assets from your adversaries. And I always like to tell everyone to think about the business assurance aspect. Again, if you're compromised, if you're hacked, if you're brought down, you can't make money. Now, if you're not a business that makes money, maybe you're not for maybe you're a not-for-profit or you're in public sector, 
a public sector of some sort, in those cases, you're not making money, but you have a mission or goal that you're supposed to achieve. And when your environment is brought down or hacked or vulnerable, you cannot achieve that mission, that goal, that outcome. Now, from a security standpoint, what you would have in here could be anything from a compliance standpoint. You could see NIST guidelines and drafts. You could see HIPAA standards. You could see PCI standards. So those are different examples. HIPAA would probably be more in the healthcare or hospital industry. So if you're in a, a doctor's office or a dentist's office or a hospital, a PCI could be something where you're handling credit card transactions. So you need to be PCI compliant. So maybe you're, you have a, a point of sale systems at all your locations and people are purchasing consumer items. So because they're purchasing consumer items, you need to have some sort of PCI compliance and validation before you're allowed to do that. And then NIST guidelines, those are being used by a lot of the government and state organizations to follow certain security standards and guidelines within the NIST drafts and NIST documents. So some of the capabilities that you would see in the security kind of framework would be identity access management, IDAM, network access control, or NAC. And again, we're going to keep it vendor, vendor agnostic as always. You have certification-based authentication, PKI, public key infrastructure would be more of a certificate authority type of capability. Segmentation policies like enterprise-wide end-to-end segmentation policies, enforcement, analytics. So let's think of data analytics and user and application and resource flow information. So data analytics would be a system that can take in information and analyze it and provide input or output to other systems or to other people or resources to make decisions on that data. The data flow and uh, user flow and application flow information, that would be lateral movement of users and what they're doing and what resources are doing within your environment. So tracking that information and validating it's correct and should be happening. A lot of us focus on the user to user interaction, but what about the application to application or servers service to service interaction? Making sure that you understand that that service or that server or that application is actually supposed to talk to that other server application or service. And if if it's not, then you block it or you do not allow it. And that gets really into the zero trust kind of architecture where you're validating and authorizing every transaction. So you're validating, authenticating, authorizing every transaction. And if it's not any of those cases, it's not validated, it's not authorized, then it's not authenticated and it's not allowed. Some security drivers maintain a secure environment. All shared services must be designed securely, required to maintain all compliance and regulatory standards. Those are kind of drivers that would fill in the security bucket. So some of the security outcomes full end-to-end visibility, ensure a secure remote workforce. And that's pretty fitting with us going through COVID-19 right now. Ensure a secure remote remote workforce. Most of us are still working from home or remote, working remotely. And so how do we ensure security across the board? Properly establish a security policy that requires all resources to be authenticated, authorized, and associated to the correct information. Not what they want to have, but only what they need to have. And then from a capability standpoint, right? Again, we're staying vendor agnostic. Uh, we would get something like cloud security framework. Maybe you have a, an organization and you're moving to cloud. You need some sort of cloud security framework. You need some sort of maybe next generation security framework, right? So something that can be an overarching framework across all of your different fabrics and technologies that you're running. They can instantiate that end-to-end true segmentation policy. Uh, risk management framework, that comes in a lot. How do you handle risk? 
what do you do? And having that framework, that plan, that policy to handle that risk. I believe we already talked about identity access management or identity management. And then the last one, I'll just use an example, software-defined hybrid cloud or software-defined networking in general. So this entire process here is really kind of isolating the priority of security. And again, security can have a number of different synonyms. Security could be cybersecurity, could be pervasive security could even be zero trust architecture that we talked about at the beginning here. So the intent is that these are things that you can leverage to instantiate a full process and framework to validate your technical decisions, meet the business priorities and the success of that organization. Now, I know this was short and sweet. That's the idea here. We'll have some more business priorities coming down the pipe soon. Never once in this process do we talk about specific vendor solutions we do not solutionize here. That is not the intent. Everything must be tied back to the business. And this is a tried into process. We do not solutionize first though. And I know a lot of us do that, start trying to solve the problems that customers have. We come in with solutions that might solve those problems, but we don't have a tried and true process when we're doing that. Uh, we are going through this process, identifying the priorities, calling them out, making sure they resonate with the customer. And then from there, we can actually assign different values to those priorities. Everything must be tied back to the business. And we must ask why. Why are we doing this. We must also ask, what's the value to the business if we do this? What is the business missing if we don't do this? What are they not receiving from a value perspective? We don't do this decision. This process is a tried and true process. When we conduct this process correctly, the organization, environment, customer that you are working with will have a business plan that can be leveraged for years to come. None of what we just talked about was hard. None of what we just talked about required a, a great deal of technical experience or depth of knowledge. It's honestly just being a consultant and helping drive the conversation with your customers. Hey friends, that's going to close out this episode of the ZigBits Network Design Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this overview of a business priority example. Again, we highlighted security, pervasive security, zero trust architecture, kind of all in that same bucket, if you will, cyber defense, modernization, cybersecurity, all of those kind of in that high level bucket, if you will. Hey, just in case you didn't know, we do have a YouTube channel now and we do new content every Friday. If you would like to subscribe and follow that channel, just go to zigbits.tech slash YouTube, and they'll get redirected directly to our Zigbits YouTube channel. Again, we have some great content coming out on both the podcast and the YouTube channel. If you would like to add any kind of notes or comments, feel free to do so in the show notes. Today's show notes will be zigbits.tech slash 56. Until next time, my friends, bye for now.